Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Hallelujah. Put your hands together one more time for them. Amen. He's wonder to perform. He's wonder to perform. Hallelujah. Can we please pray over the offering? Hallelujah. I just want to remind us of our upcoming open heavens. Hallelujah. On Friday, put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. This week's open heaven is going to be different. Amen. It's, oh, are you here with me? I said this week's open heaven is going to be spectacular. Hallelujah. Anything that has been closed is going to be open unto you this afternoon. Amen. This week is going to happen. Amen. It's going to be right, right in the Bronx Church. Hallelujah. On Friday. Hallelujah. Come and your life will never be the same again. Amen. Father, we thank you for this offerings in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. There's another ministration. Hallelujah. Okay. We want to take the testimony first. Hallelujah. It's Brother Abeku in the house. Put your hands together for him. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome him up front. Amen. Oh, can you please encourage him as he comes to the stage? Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Well, my testimony is a very powerful one. Amen. <laughs> Every week I sit there and I see uh, Brother John and uh, Tasha, they give testimonies and I'm like, Lord, when shall it be my turn? When will I also come and give my testimony? <laughs> but I guess my holy anger has given me a testimony. Amen. It's a blessing. <laughs> so my testimony... Uh, where do I start? Yes. So, last two weeks, right, I, we were invited to go for a first love camp. I think it was, uh, it was an inv invitational one. So, the time wasn't too long. So, I had to take off from my work, um, an impromptu takeoff, where I wasn't, my, my supervisor wasn't really happy with me. So regardless, we don't care. When it comes to church, we don't really care. We move. So I took, the, I, took, I took the days off. I went for the camp, came back. And uh, last week, Tuesday, was our um, celebration service, first love celebration service on my, uh, at my school. So I had to take another off for that meeting. But I am the main person organizing this meeting at my school. I have to be present. But the Monday before, I, had, I mean, the week before, I had taken off. So I can't just go and take off again. They will sack me from the job. <laughs> so I had to some way, somehow find a way to take another off for the celebration service. Now, I went to work Monday evening. I was still thinking, Father, I'm having this event. How, how can I go and take off again? It's not working. Tie my bow tie, Lord. So the Monday night, I mean, I went to work. Something said, pray for an hour. And then go and ask somebody to, if the person can cover your shift so that you can, you can switch. As the voice came, I was hungry at the time. I said, no, I can't pray for an hour. I need to finish eating first. <laughs> so I went to, I mean, I finished my food. Immediately, I finished my food. God being so good. 
my coworker saw me right after finishing my food. And he's like, I need a big favor from you, man. Like, can you try, can you work my Tuesday morning schedule so that I take your Tuesday evening schedule? I said, man. Like, I have been thinking all week long, how can I go and take another off? But somebody, God has gone ahead of me. Amen. And I think it's the doing of the Lord. It's not by chance. You know, the Bible says that, and they considered not the miracle of the multiplying of the bread. You know, Jesus had, had performed the miracle, turned bread multiplied it, but the disciples didn't consider it. And Jesus said, they considered not the miracle of the bread. So this one, to you, you may think, you know, you may think it's a small one, but to me, it's a miracle. And I have come and I have testified, and I believe God is going to give me some more testimonies. And I believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together one more time for him. Amen. Such a powerful miracle. Amen. Amen. Every door that has been shut will be open unto you also. Hallelujah. That is why this week's Open Heaven, you shouldn't take it lightly. Hallelujah. There's a reason why the name is called Open Heavens. It means that there's a tendency of the heavens being closed. Hallelujah. But it's going to be open unto us. Hallelujah. There's another ministration. Let's put our hands together for the RC band. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for them. Amen. The LC band. Oh, encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage them. Marvelous in our eyes, 
Mary and Martha had a brother who died. For four days and four nights they cried. But when Jesus finally arrived, he said, Come forth, and a man came alive. His name was Lazarus, and it was marvelous. For two fish and five loaves of bread, five thousand people were fed, and it was marvelous. Oh, marvelous, marvelous in our eyes. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous. Marvelous in our eyes. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous. Marvelous in our eyes. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous. Marvelous in our eyes. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous. Marvelous in our eyes. marvelous in your eyes hallelujah it is the Lord's doing and has to be marvelous in your eyes hallelujah these things don't happen by chance God is in it wonderful what a powerful testimony by Beku <laughs> put your hands together for the Lord amen yeah it may seem small to you but it's a great miracle see the 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 
what I would say is that one of the things to learn from that testimony, okay, apart from being grateful to God for even the Lord, they considered not. Because it's a miracle. And you're going to ask for something, somebody comes and says, it's a miracle. So, but you may take it for granted as chance, not chance, it's a miracle. But even the test, one of the things I wanted to share, I don't know whether he himself noticed, that I want to share from that testimony. He said, he said, he said that a voice said, go and pray for an hour. Then go and ask. You know, that's what he said, right? I mean, that's what he said, right? Go and pray for an hour. Then go and ask. That's it. But the boy was so hungry, as usual. <laughs> Which is nothing strange. <laughs> I bet when hunger, they go together. <laughs> so the master looks, Charlie, let me eat. You see, I'm showing, I'm showing the, the revelation in that miracle. Because it just goes to reveal that God is sovereign. God is sovereign. And God will do what he will do. Because if he had prayed, he would have said that it was my prayer. He would have given credit to his prayer. And that credit to his prayer will affect his faith. Now, every time he believes something for God, he said, because I have been prayed, I don't think I'll have it. But now that God has shown me that I can give it to you whether you are prayed or not, it increases your faith. That's the revelation in that thing. Because a lot of us put a lot of faith in our, in our prayers. Yes, that is why it's like, you need an answer, but you, somehow you are put yourself in the mind, maybe you have to fight. No, 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 no. God is sovereign. God can do it in spite of you. You see, and when you have that revelation that God can do it in spite of you, your faith goes up. So now, the boy will not be hungry again. Now he knows that God can do a miracle whether he eats <laughs> I don't, otherwise he will, have put the, he will have put the the faith in the prayer that because I prayed then I asked I got it but God wanted to show you to that look I am sovereign I can do it anyway, anyhow it's a matter of you believing you see it's a, it's a good revelation, I won't share with all of us because you see we sort of kind of believe in our own righteousness and the Bible says your righteousness is as filthy rags. You see, but by default, we feel that, you know, I must do something right. But your righteousness is as filthy rags. So rather, rather, believe in the sovereignty and the message of God. Hallelujah. I'm not saying don't pray, but you see, I'm showing another level of faith. Of course, there are times you need to pray. Because for the Lord to tie your bow tie for you. And that's open heaven. So Friday, come and let the boy tie your bow tie for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. On Friday, don't sleep because otherwise you'll be tying your own bow tie. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's a very powerful testimony. Yeah. They considered not. Hallelujah. All right. Jude one nineteen, our memory verse for this afternoon. I pray so. Jude one nineteen. One to go. Those be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. Jude one nineteen. Again. One more time. 
So the first part says that these be they who separate themselves. Okay? Let's say it again. 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 Then the second part is sensual. Sensual. And the third part says, having not the spirit. So one, two, three. Say it again. Is it easy? Take it off. Go. It's a very powerful verse. Just in case you don't know. It says, this be they who separate themselves. Number one. Then he begins to describe the day. Say one, they are sensual. Sensual means worldly. Okay? Worldly. Godless. They are worldly. And then two, having not the spirit. They don't have, they are not, they are not spiritual. Because a lot of times, people who separate themselves want to pretend that they are spiritual. They want to come across, like, well, you know, the Lord has called me to my own ministry. This be day. The Lord is calling me to my own ministry. I can't be in this ministry. You know, I got my own calling. I got to separate myself. This be day. This be day. Sensual. This be day who separate themselves. Sensual. I have not the spirit. Yeah. It, 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 it's, one of the, it's one of the things you have to watch out for. People who always want to isolate themselves. Separatist. This be they. The Bible says when you see that, watch such people. The Bible says when you see people who want to split and leave, watch those people. This be they who separate themselves. Sensual. Having not the spirit. I'm helping you, right? Yeah, it's a mark. This be they. Who separate themselves? Sensual. Sensual means worldly. Not spiritual. It means they are not spiritual. They see everything from the carnal point of view. But they rather, if you don't take it, will let you act like they are more spiritual. But they are not. Sensual. Having not the spirit. And the spirit here is capital S. Not a small S. Jude 119. It means the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of togetherness and teamwork. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you work together as a team. When you want to be alone, it shows that you don't have the Holy Spirit. This be there. Hallelujah. So that's our memory verse for today. Amen. Father, we thank you this afternoon for your spirit. Lead us into all truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you hold your neighbor's hand? I feel like I need some spiritual atmosphere. Hold your neighbor's hand and pray for your neighbor. Hold somebody's hand and pray for the person. Kalima Sondoria. Pray that the word of God will have its free course in the person's path. Pray that God will give the person revelation. Pray that God will give the person understanding. Pray that the Holy Spirit will help the person overcome every challenge and every difficulty. Pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, the person shall overcome every satanic activities. Pray for the spirit of revelation and wisdom in the knowledge of God. Let the person begin to see who the enemy is and overcome the enemy. 
kalima soko tuna pray for your neighbor kila masuka tandari ya baba jendeli baba ni mikondori ya baba mekanoli ya mama ni mizondori ya pray for the person pray for the person that the word of god the word of god will profit them the word of god will profit them that they will benefit from the word of god pray 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 that yeah by the preaching of the word god will establish them god will expose their enemies to them that they may overcome in the name of jesus thank you father we thank you for this service thank you that the wicked one has been exposed and we have overcome in jesus name amen hallelujah so i've been teaching you from the book transform your pastoral ministry and i'm talking about how to know your enemies and what how what how to know your enemy and what is it is it what is that what, what am i preaching about how what no no what, what did you say no what did you say what do you one person. Yeah. That's the writing. I'm not teaching you how to know your enemies. <laughs> Did you hear me? That's what I wanted to hear. I'm not teaching you how to know what? It's not your what? It's what? Some of you are beginning to see enemies all around us. <laughs> so let me make the correction. The way you are beginning to see enemies all around, no. It's how to know your enemy. You have only one enemy, your adversary. Okay? His name is the devil. Not your mother-in-law. Not your colleague. Not your friend. Not your mother. If, if that was the enemy, it would have been enemies. It's not enemies. Tell everybody it's not enemies. It's enemy. Tell, tell the person, I'm not your enemy. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, start talking about the work of Satan. He's the real enemy. Amen. You see, and it's very important that we understand it well. Okay? Because the devil, when he has his own way, he will destroy you. You see, in Ephesians 4.27. Ephesians 4.27. Please be quick on the scriptures. It says, neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. The devil is one person that if you give him a place, if you give him an inch, he will take a mile. Neither give place. Neither give place to the devil. Because if you give him an inch, he will take a mile. Hallelujah. You see, and the reason why I'm teaching you this, is I'm teaching you this for you to know who your enemy is. Okay? And also for you to know who you are. In Christ. Are you hearing me? I'm not teaching you. You see, that's why, that's why I said it's not enemies. See, I'm not teaching you to be paranoid. Now, before, now you are so paranoid, everything is the devil. You see the devil in everybody. No, that's not the aim. Because some of you begin to see the devil everywhere. Even when you sleep and you don't wake up, you blame the devil. It's your own laziness. I'm preaching. That's not the devil. Are you hearing me? Before you start seeing the devil everywhere. One day somebody said he saw, one day somebody somebody was telling me he went to Las Vegas. He was walking on the um, on the strip mall. 
Then he turned around and saw Satan standing there, crying. He said, oh. He said, why? He said, Satan, why are you crying? He said, I am tired. I am tired. Now they blame me for everything. <laughs> it's your own lust and your own desire. Don't blame the devil, please. Satan said, now I'm tired. Now everything is my fault. Just know your enemy. Amen. Neither give him place. And Friday, in fact, last, last opening of you, I've talked about satanic invasion. You should have been there. Satanic invasions. Because the devil, if you give him a chance, he will invade you. Hallelujah. So, that's the aim. So, know who you are. Amen. And then in a, another scripture, I'm giving you the introduction. Another scripture, 2 Corinthians 2.11. 2 Corinthians 2.11. So, it's another important scripture to know. Lest Satan should get advantage over us. Lest Satan should get advantage over us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Hallelujah. Lest the devil get advantage. Or let the, lest the devil get a step ahead of you. If you are ignorant. So this teaching is to expose who the devil is. So that we will not be ignorant. Because when you are ignorant, ignorance will cost you. I got that right. Thank you. Big time. Let Satan should get advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Ignorance will cost you. Look. One of the most deadly diseases you can contract is ignorance. You don't know that. It's one of the most deadly disease. Ignorance is more deadly than cancer. Your ignorance will kill you faster than cancer. Ignorance! It's one of the most deadly disease. That is why you have to know something. Ignorance is, it's a, we are not ignorant. It's one, it's, it's one of the most deadly disease. Ignoramus. Ignoramus. No, you talk about things you don't know, it will kill you. That's why they say that if education is expensive, illiteracy or not being educated is more expensive. If you think education is expensive, then being ignorant is more expensive. Ignorance. You know, um, just even as a side, you know, of late, there's been a lot of sexual harassment in the media by powerful men. By powerful men all over the place. If it's not this person, it's this person. 20 years ago, president, everybody. So it's like all of a sudden, there's sexual harassment all over the place. So, most companies, at least where I work, the legal department has now suddenly take everybody to a sexual orientation course. Oh, yeah. I was summoned to one this Wednesday by force compulsion. If you don't come, they are firing you. They don't care whether you know. They just want to cover their back. <laughs> you think they care whether I know about sexual harassment? They just write on someone on their file so that just in case. I was summoned, all of us, not only me, the department, all the doctors, everybody, come for a mandatory sexual orientation course and sign. 
That's all. Say. So what would they see now? Whether you like it or not. And it's, all, it's mandatory. It's attached to your job. If you don't come, your contract will be terminated. And they can understand because they are, you know. And as we start now, and this lawyer, you know how lawyers, how lawyers can frighten you? Lawyers won't party. God have mercy. Anyway, I, I, hold, I hold the Fifth Amendment. I don't want to be sued, so. Shabaya. But you need them. Don't joke. You need them. Mm-hmm. So, as he started teaching, he said, you know, he was showing the various uh, things, that can, things that can harm you. And one of the things that he said that can harm you in life is, um, he, he, he said, your greatest li- liability, okay, your greatest liability is what you don't know. And you don't know, you don't know. Do you understand the statement? What you don't know, and you don't know that you don't know. Because there are some things that you don't know, but you know that this one I don't know. Do you get it? There are some things you don't know, and you are so aware of this particular thing I don't know. But the fact that you don't know, and you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> I said, hey. Then he explained it. He says, when it comes to the sexual, the, the case of sexual harassment, why does somebody sue for sexual harassment, harassment? The law is not based on the intention, but the impact. And he explained to us. He said it's not based on intention, but the impact. So, by the law, you will say that, oh, I was just trying to be nice to this person. I was being friendly. That's your intention. I was being friendly. So, Michelle, oh, it's been a long time. Oh, yeah. I was trying to be friendly. You see? You see? But she perceives it that I'm touching her. Suddenly, even though my intention was just to be nice, the impact on her is that she interpreted it as an advance, an approach. So based on that, she can sue me for sexual harassment. That's why you're in the ch- that's why church, you can't sue me, I'll hug you freely. Oh. <laughs> can you believe it? So even though my intention, so the law is not based on your intention. It is based on the impact. And the impact is what the person perceives the action to be. It wasn't easy. That, so you took us, you said, so you took, so, so they took, that is why, because it is also cultural dependent. Some cultures are very from some culture they are touchy feeling but you must perceive the culture of the land and even and even the culture of the person I say ah. now you have to know who is who where we are from and 
So basically, all, all that they are saying that from today, when you go to work, <laughs> just keep your hands to yourself, sign in, sign out, bye bye, see you, come tomorrow. Okay. Huh? Is that what you are telling us? Minimum contact. Minimum contact. Maybe zero contact. Because it is not based on your intention. I mean, I can say, oh, Tiwa. Oh, it's been a while. Oh, yeah. Your hair is nice, so oh. I really like your hair. I'm trying, maybe I'm trying to encourage her. Then she'll say, ah. Oh. They say, and, and indeed, and because of the cameras, you take a picture. I would think she's taking selfie. What I don't know is that she's taking a lawsuit. <laughs> Michael, can you believe it? I beg you. Shabaya. I beg you, it's not easy. So he was, huh? Yeah, so he was explained to us that the thing that will kill you is what you don't know. And you don't know that you don't know. Yeah. So now they all know. Hey, when you go to work. Bye. Bye. See you. Okay. How was the meeting? Good. Fine. To the point that it says something you can even be, even be eye contact. Yes. Because some people perceive when you are talking to them, you are looking at them as smiling. They perceive it as advancement. I could see it in his eyes. Mark your bro. So as I'm talking to, oh, eh, this one she can't see me. So I can use this one for it. This is the one I can use for it. Oh, eh. Oh, really? I see. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear me. You shall be exempt in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I ban the spirit of harassment and accusation in the name of Jesus. You see, and it's the devil. This is the accuser of the brethren. I mean, how can somebody's good intention be like that? You can see that Satan is in it. I mean, if it's, if it's not Satan, who is, then why is Satan? Yeah. But we bind the accuser of the brethren. You will never be named in any lawsuit in this country. In Jesus' name, receive exemption. Hallelujah. So we need to know about the devil very well. And not to be ignorant of his devices. Amen. Don't be ignorant at all. Hallelujah. So we start talking about his names, which identify who he is. Hallelujah. I've been talking about so many, but last week, what did we speak about? So we can quickly go on. The what? Last week, what is his name? Bilal. Okay, we talk about the adversary. The one who opposes everybody. The angel of the bottomless pit, you remember? Who wants everybody to go to hell, but you no go to hell, your family will not go to hell. Yeah. Then the other name was what? Belial, right? What does Belial mean? What does Belial mean? 
You see, Satan, if he has his will, will make you worthless. He will make you worthless. See, that is why there are some things that if you keep on doing, you end up being worthless. Hallelujah. They talk, they talk, you don't listen. You end up being worthless. If Satan gets you, he will reduce your value. Belial. The spirit of worthlessness. The spirit that, because, because he is worthless. Because he had a position in heaven and he lost it. And he wants everybody to be worthless. If the devil has his way, he will make you worthless. Yeah. That is why, first of all, some of you see, you have to be very careful about accusations and condemnations. Some people, if you allow them, they will talk you down to you. You have no value in yourself. Yeah. Some people, if you allow them, they will talk you down. The way they will describe you and insult you, you will lose confidence. Oh, yeah. You wonder, what sharp tongue is this? I mean, they will describe you and humiliate you to a point that you lose self-confidence. You don't even feel you can do anything anymore. That is why you must learn to condemn every tongue. Because words are spirit. So when they say it and you don't like it, just condemn it right that way. I refuse this. As, as she stands to say, you are useless. You don't know how to do anything. You are such a failure. You must rise up and say, I refuse it. I bind your tongue. I cast out every negative thing. I am not. Get it out. Don't even let it take foothold. Don't allow it. Because I know some wives who have lost their self-confidence because of an abusive husband. I'm not telling fairy tales. A man can insult you, start insulting you from the morning. You go to work and come back. The insult continues. You sleep, you dream about the insult. I mean, come on. Don't allow anybody to put you down. You are fearfully and wonderful made. The greater one is in you. I said the greater one is in you. The greater one is in you. Every tongue that rises up against you, you condemn it. I'm not. I'm not a lazy man. I condemn it. I'm not a wicked man. I condemn it. I condemn it. Okay? And also, learn to put value on yourself. Learn to put value on yourself. Do you hear what I said? When was the last time you went to a shop and you saw an item on the shelf and it was $10? And then when you picked the item for $10, you went to the till and you told the cashier that I will pay $15 for it. Do you understand the question I'm asking you? That thing was $10 on the shelf. And then when you went to the tiller, you say you pay what? What was the last time you heard of such a thing? I said, what was the last time you heard of such a thing? Yeah. What I'm trying to tell you is that the value you put on yourself is the value people will give you. So if you chip in yourself, they will chip in you. You see, that's why sometimes you must, 
see, see, guys, ladies, you see, sometimes you must even dress a certain way. Just to send a message. No? Because sometimes when you dress ordinary, people take you for granted. In fact, that is why some of these young prophets, they dress like that. Oh. They wear. I'm sure even look, I'm sure if I start coming to church wearing some white gum and some shoes, you will take me serious. <laughs> and sometimes you have to put value on yourself. So that people will not put you down. I mean, look, one person, don't go and tell him, but you can tell him. One person who is good at that is Pastor Nanarangwa. Yeah. Yesterday they came to my house. In my house, I have a, a country club. It's a country club. Which is which, near the house, which is like a golf country club. You know, you have to be, be a certain member to pay a certain amount to be a member. Can you believe that when he came, he parked his car at the country club? <laughs> the country club. That's where he went and parked his car. And the suit and the thing that he was wearing. He got up, walked through the country club, and nobody asked him a question. <laughs> Michael. Full member. I'm, I'm sure they thought he was a member or executive. The jacket he was wearing and the logo, she walked through. Down, walk around the hook. I mean, white old man country club. <laughs> so I was coming. I saw somebody coming from the country club. How oh, is this? <laughs> Honorable. <laughs> you see, I'm showing a window because of the value he put on himself. Nobody questioned him. Learn to put value on yourself before people. <laughs> Pack his car in the parking lot. What the? <laughs> Board of directors. Walk through the. I can walk through the whole place. Upstairs, downstairs. The white people were quiet. <laughs> and usually they ask you a question. What do you want here? But they kept quiet. The way the guy was looking, you don't know whether it's the CEO. <laughs> It's a good one, I tell you. When I saw him, I said, Hey, you! <laughs> but learn to put value on yourself. The most you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The greater one is in you. So don't let people chip in you. Don't let people insult you and make you worthless. Sometimes they say so bad about it, you begin to believe it and you lose self confidence. May you never lose your self confidence. I bind you in the name of Jesus! Hallelujah. He has told me several things that he has done. I won't say some of them by his dress. But <laughs> a person can go on a plane and go on first class and go. 
powerful. <laughs> huh? uh, yesterday, yesterday I had a shock. I said, hey, where are you coming from? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. All the white people, they didn't <laughs> They didn't know whether it is the own and the new owner who's come to <laughs> Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Wonderful. So, still continuing. Holy Spirit. Another name. I'm talking about the devil. John 8:44. Hey, the place is hot. John 8:44. You are of your father, the devil. And the last of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. He was a murderer from the beginning. Amen. He was a murderer from the beginning. Another name of the devil is murderer. Let me tell you, Satan is a murderer. That's why I like Daniel's song. He's a murderer. The thief cometh not. But to steal and to kill. Have you asked yourself, where did Cain learn how to kill Abel? Who taught him? He had not seen murder before, so who taught him? How did he get an idea to kill a brother? Who taught him? He was a murderer. The day he entered the garden and corrupted Eve and, 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 and Adam, the murderer came to town. Otherwise, how did Cain? Cain had never seen, he never saw anybody kill. So where did he learn from? And we want to talk about it. When you see, when you see all this mass killing, I mean, what do you, what, what spirit do you think possesses people for somebody to sit in a plane and decide I'm going to kill everybody in the plane when they haven't done anything wrong to you? I don't owe you. I don't know you. You don't know me. Why do you want to kill me? Have you thought about it? Have you thought about it? You see, what I've done is that it does not make sense. And when this doesn't make sense, they are spiritual. And there's a spirit behind it. Because you don't know the person from anywhere. You have, you have, have no business to do. The person comes and sits on the plane and his mind is wants to kill everybody. It's beyond reason. This is different from even the subway. When you, you look at me, you look at me, when you look at me this way, at least the person is angry because they're waiting But this one, you don't even know the person. Why do you decide that you fly a plane and kill people who are sitting in the office? You have nothing to do with them. Medra. 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 Why do you decide that because Civil war because you want power in this area, therefore everybody in this part of the country should be killed. A civil, the senseless civil war. Murderer. Murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning. Hallelujah. Yeah. Suicide. You see, most of us have not thought about it, but if you think about it carefully. Where do I know you from? What have I done to you? Which part of your life did I control? So why do you want to kill me? Explode the whole plane that I'm in. Why do you want to do that? And the reason is, 
is a spirit. The spirit of the murderer. I bind you from the spirit of the murderer. You shall not be a victim of any terrorist accident driving. You shall not be a victim in the subway in your office. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. His angels shall keep us going forth and coming back. We are safe. Amen. Yeah. Medra. Another name of the evil one is we see that name in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Ephesians 2, 1 and 2. And you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2 is the verse. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, according to, there's some, somebody called the prince of the power of the air. There is someone called the prince of the power of the air. The spirit. And that person is a spirit. And he worked in the children of disobedience. Are you here with me? The Bible describes him as the prince of the power of the air. So he is described as the one in charge of the airwaves. The prince of the power of the air. The spirit that worketh. So another name for the devil is prince of the power of the air. And this one, you have to really understand it, the way he operates. The prince of the power of the air. The prince. The one who controls the airwaves. Why do you think there's so much negativity on the airwaves? Turn on the news, the media. Turn on the news, the media. Nothing good on the internet. Nothing good on radio. Nothing good on TV. And the media has influence. The media has control. One of the ways America used to control the world was their media propaganda. I mean, as you are in your village in Ouagadougou and you are seeing the skyscrapers and the lights and the McDonald's and you look at your street down Ouagadougou where there's no light, you will think that America is heaven until you come to New York and see that, no, you have been deceived. This is big time. Why did you get that fancy idea to come to New York? Because what you saw? Coming to America. As you saw, as you turn, you see, and they control, the, they rule the world by the media. That's why it's called America. Well, even the way you dress, why did you get the fashion? What you are in? Kokofu. Uh, where did you where did you get a uh, rib jeans? Rib jeans. In Kokofu, now you dress wearing rib jeans and skip. Because you saw it on the media. They, 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 they propagandize it through their media. You saw it in movies. Don't underrate the power of the media. The media shape and influence cultures. And the Bible says he's the prince of the power of the air. Yeah. The media. 
knowing some of you, I dare say that if I say, bring me your phone and let me review the things that you were watching last. If I'm to ask you, look, can I have your phone, please? And go back and see the website you went for the past 24 hours or 48 hours. You will easily tell me that you have forgotten your password. <laughs> or your phone is not working. Evil! Are you hearing me, church? Evil! The media. Yeah. In fact, they say, statistics should say that, Michelle, no, let them stay here. I want them to hear to this part. I beg you. No, please stay. Because I'm talking about the prince that affects you guys. I'm talking about your prince. Do you, all have inter- do you all have phones? Do you have access to internet? Do you have access to internet, guys? You do? So everybody, listen. I'm talking about a spirit. That's it. Especially this generation. Some of us, some of us we are BBT, born before technology. But the B80s, the ones who are born of everything is computer, internet. What they do? And statistics show, statistics show that 70% of internet revenue comes from pornography. Oh yeah. 70% of money that people pay over the net is from pornography. It's a really big market. 70%. Hey, Bishop was telling us, one time there was a pastor's conference. Not our pastor, some, some, some pastor's conference somewhere. In Amsterdam. I heard the in Amsterdam. And they stayed in the hotel. And the hotel, you know, when you go to a hotel, there are channels and uh, for, in the hotel, adult channels. And the hotel staff were shocked. After the conference, the number of people who watch X-rated movies, movies and there's going to be a pastor's conference. Pastor's conference, the hotel staff were shocked. The pay-per-views that people ordered. And these are men of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What were they watching in the night? Mike, what a shock. One night they're alone. You see, he, he has a strong influence. The prince of the power of the air. Look, it is almost impossible to find a decent movie nowadays. I mean, it is almost impossible to find a decent movie. The movie that we, I used to watch, Charlie Masters, Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all fight. But now, before the movie gets into the middle, somebody's taking up their clothes. Yeah, are looking at me. That's almost impossible. I mean, there is no movie. It's... Even, even, even cartoon networks, cartoons, cartoons. Yeah. They, you can't find a decent movie. Yeah. Including adverts. Ad, now, 
Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. The spirit that worketh. It's almost impossible to find anything. Turn on the TV. Radio, no good. TV, no good. Internet, worse. Yeah. You see, and even now, you see, even now, the greatest dilemma, I feel I have a, the greatest dilemma is even parents. It's not, easy, it's not easy to be a parent now at all. Because, you see, I'm talking about, and it's a very serious problem. Because their children need the internet to learn. Their homework, their schoolwork, everything, they need the internet to do it. So by default, you have to give them access to the internet. But the question is, what other side do they go to? Yeah, that's the dilemma. Because when I was going to school, there was no internet. The homework is your homework. It's the textbook. You read the textbook. There's nothing before the page and nothing after the page. It's only the syllabus. But now, they give you the homework and they say go online. And after you Google the online, that same online has access to other places. I'm preaching. So it's, it's, it's even more difficult. It's like, it's like a dilemma. Do I, should I allow my child on the internet or not? And talk, talk about, oh, you are blocking the side. Oh, these guys, they can oh. <laughs> It will take you, it, it, it took you two hours to block it. It will take them five minutes to unblock it. <laughs> uh-huh. What do you say you are blocked? They will Google how to unblock yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that you see, let me tell you what I'm trying to say that it shows the evil and the power of Satan. Hallelujah. That is why, listen to me, that is why as parents, since you cannot control their use of the internet, let us educate them and direct them to spiritual websites. Say the children is the internet. So rather so, show them that you had mills. Show them other life. Let's say, let us direct them to other sites. Because at the end of the day, there are two spirits comp- competing: the evil spirit and the good spirit. You direct them to the good spirit, they will acquire the good spirit. You direct them to there are two spirits competing. So don't say that oh, I'm not going to give you a computer. No, they can't do their work. They need it. I'm not going to give you a phone. You see, and, and, and listen to me. Guys, listen to me. I'm talking about the prince of the poor. You see, now we are in a generation where there's something called internet addiction. Some of these kids are actually addicted to the internet. What is an addiction? An addiction is anything that affects your daily function. Okay? When something interferes with your normal life, it's an addiction. That's, that's the view of an addiction. Because I remember I once told somebody that you are addicted to marijuana. He said, he's, he's not addicted to marijuana. According to psychiatry, he's a marijuana user, but not a marijuana addict. And he was right. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I am a marijuana user and not an addict. 
And I said, whoa, what do you mean? He said, I smoke marijuana, but it does not affect my daily function. And if you look at psychiatry, that's the definition. And it, do you understand what I'm saying? So, when we say internet addicts, now we are having children who are so prone to the internet that because of the internet, they don't do their homework, they don't sleep early, they don't function, they are failing in life. The thing is not affecting their daily function. You are an internet addict. Because of the internet, you are late for your homework. Because of the internet. I see what I'm saying. That is, that is the definition of an addiction. When the thing is now beginning to affect your daily function. I've seen children who have been brought to psych and, and I mean, angry and threatened to, um, they went into an angry fit, broke all the things in the house and it's because what was the reason? He wasn't doing his homework, he wasn't going to school and the mother said because of the internet, that's why we are not doing it. So the mother took off her, his phone, her phone and he said, he took off her phone and then she went into a rage. That's the same, that's addiction. That's the reason why when you take, uh, when somebody will uh, you take a cocaine from a cocaine dealer, the person can go into a rage and kill you. It's an addiction. The girl went into a rage, destroyed the whole house because the mother took the phone away. That's an addiction. Internet addiction. Suddenly, you see, the fact that your mother took off your phone or your father took off your phone and you became rude. It shows you are addicted. I'm sure. Hey. It shows. Please. I try to support it to me. So power, power of the Prince of the Year. Hallelujah. Give me volume. May God deliver us from addiction. May not, no, no child here be addicted. In the name of Jesus. May you not interfere with your daily function. I bind that. Look, it's a very strong spirit. And they literally fail in life. What is it, man? Yeah. You can see that the, the child is literally failing. Addiction. You see, I'm talking about addiction. That, so, so, so suddenly, you see that they cannot even function in a group. They cannot have friends. They are always used to being by themselves because they are addicted to the screen. When you bring them to public, they look weird. They seem not to have friends. All their friends are on the net. They have no real human beings. I'm preaching. I'm not joking. And, and, and we are beginning to see it. I know what I'm talking about. We are beginning to see it. They are so socially awkward. They cannot interact publicly. Every time they are in public, they are in a hurry to go back to their room, lock the door, and turn on the internet. That's addiction. If you don't know, that is an addiction. The prince of the power of the air. I'm preaching. That's why I wanted them to stay. Because I bind that spirit. I bind that spirit. I bind that spirit. I break loose that spirit. I say, I break. Why don't you stand up to your feet and intercede for the children for that spirit? Pray for the children. Pray for everybody. 
the prince of the power of the air, the prince of the power of the air. We break the, its effect on our children. We break its effect on our family. We break that power. 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 By the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we destroy the power of the prince of the power of the air. Our children, our family, our relatives will not be addicted to God to the internet of God. They will put it to good use and not bad use. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, I go down on my knees and I pray for the ones, little ones here. May the prince of the power of the air have no effect on them. And the who? Revelation chapter 12 verse 9. Genesis to Revelation. And the great and the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceived the whole which does what? Which does what? Which does what? Which does what? Deceive it. The old serpent. The old serpent. Another name of the devil is the old serpent whose function is to deceive. He deceived Eve in the garden. And in Revelation, he deceived the whole world. What? You see, when when you see deception working, when people are not themselves and are pretending the serpent is working. That old serpent, that old serpent, which the spirit of deception, fake, being deceived, being deceived, the question is, you ask yourself, what I'm, what, what, I'm, what I'm seeing, is it a real thing? And unfortunately, we live in a world of deception. Deception has multiplied. Everybody is deceiving everybody. Oh, no dear, look, deception. We live in a total world of deception. What you see is not what it is. The fact that you see somebody walking with a breast and a heel, that's not mean it's a woman. It could be a total human. We are deception. <laughs> I'm preaching. Are you hearing me? And when it comes to deception, the ability to deceive, ability to deceive, to let it look like this when it's not like that, then women are good at deception than men. I'm preaching. Redeception. Number one agents of deception are women. <laughs> uh, look. Look. I'm preaching, brother. I'm preaching. I don't, I don't care. I'm preaching. Second Corinthians 11.3. Second Corinthians 11.3. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent, I'm talking about the serpent, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity. As the serpent beguiled Eve 
best in the New Living Translation. New Living Translation. But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted just as Eve was deceived. The Bible says it was Eve who was deceived. Adam was not. The Bible says it. Adam was... The serpent deceived Eve. Adam was not deceived. That's what the Bible says. Adam just obeyed the wife for peace at home, but he was not deceived. Adam didn't want any quarrel, but he was not deceived. Are you hearing me? So what am I trying to say? When it comes to beguile, deception, women are easily deceived, number one, than men. You can't deceive a man. Women are easily deceived. That's why the boy tell her, oh baby, you're the only, you're the only mosquito in my net. When I, when I see you, my heart moves to the left. Oh girl, man, were you created or crafted? Oh man, your teeth is as white as ivory. I will cross, I will cross the ocean and give you a drink, a glass of water. Oh no, there was a, there was a, there was, there was a light in me, and the switch was off. But when I met you, you had a switch, and the light came on. <laughs> then you two, all of a sudden. <laughs> he loves me so much. <laughs> He's so nice. You are. Meanwhile, he has told about fifteen girls the same story, and you are. I'm preaching. Easily deceived. In the same vein, in the same vein, they are also very deceptive. Very deceptive. As you see the person going, the hair is not hair. <laughs> I'm talking about the hair that you see that you are attracted to. <laughs> Total, totally from China, India. The face that you see so smooth, it is layers upon layers upon layers. If you are attracted by the smooth face, you are deceived. Very deceptive. Even the breast that you are looking at, Standing up like this, if you know the hydraulics that have been put, <laughs> height has been sustained. <laughs> I'm preaching, height has been sustained. I'm preaching as, as, as you are looking at the ship, I mean, b- busted and then narrow here and then back here. If you know the title belt. <laughs> what the title belt that is holding? Not even Muhammad Ali has such a title belt. And that's what you are following. You see, and, and we all fall for it. It shows how deceptive they are. They, they are easily deceived and they can easily deceive. That is why, so, you see, as you see her so tiny 
It's like she can't raise her voice. You cannot imagine that this tiny thing who cannot raise her voice is so wicked in the house. This tiny little thing who you will see, you don't know how she's how wicked she can be. You cannot believe that this tiny thing is peppering this big man and this big man is crying in bed because of this tiny thing. I'm preaching. But when you see her in public, hello, even her voice, hello, you, you, you cannot imagine that this little thing is making this big man cry and going crazy in the house. I'm preaching. Totally deceptive. Yeah. You can't believe it. You, you, you cannot believe that. Listen, let me tell you something. Women are generally more wicked than men. I'm preaching. Even the way some of you are looking at me, you are annoyed. I'm preaching. It can be, I don't care. Wicked. When a woman decides to pepper you, you want to be. You, you rather a man, a man is peppering you. Because when a man is peppering you and you begin to cry small, no, your heart will change. Your tears does not move a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Fake. See, usually, no, I'm serious. Usually, when there's a problem in the house, most people from the outside think it's the man's fault. But when you get inside, as more, you will see that that tiny thing. But from the outside, because you see, because the man shouts, and the man is loud, so you think, you see, the man is big, he shouts, so you think that he's the oppressor. But when you begin to investigate the case, then you see who the real oppressor is. I expose the devil and I cast it out. Yeah. May God give us godly women yeah. who are not deceptive. Yeah. Not deceptive. Yeah. Not deceptive. Yeah. The sisters, the women are not saying amen. I said not deceptive. Yeah. I said not deceptive. Yeah. Yeah. Sisters, may you not be deceived. Yeah. I said may you not be deceived. Yeah. May you not be deceived. Because you're also easily deceived. But you'll not be deceived. Yeah. See, one of the, you know, one of the um, things that the anointing does is that see, because of the anointing, you should not be deceived. See, the anointing guards you against deception. So the way people are telling me a story, I just look at them and say, look. And they wonder how I know. Because the anointing, immediately I can see through you. Immediately. I, can, I may not respond to what you are saying, but don't think I know. I can say you I know that you are just telling me a cock and bull story. <laughs> now, I, I just desire not to react because it is in the manner of a king to defend a matter. But as for, as for, as for that, I believe you. No. No. Because the anointing. So you see, don't try to lie to me. Tell the person, please don't try. You can lie to anybody, but not the pastor. No. Because I see through it. I have seen through it over and over and over again. And I'll just watch. 
Uh-huh. Michelle knows me. I just watch. I, I, I have your number around my finger like that. I know it clearly. I just watch. Hey. You see, but it's the spirit of deception. Look, look the whole world is fake. We live in a fake world. Everything is fake. I mean, people are, you see, sometimes you wonder what, what you are seeing. As, as somebody said, say people are like onions. That's what Bishop said. They say they are like onions. You have to keep on peeling one layer. Why aren't you straightforward? Why aren't you straightforward? Everything about you is like an onion. Oh, you know, what are you doing tomorrow? Tomorrow I'll be going somewhere to see one or two and sort out one or two teeth. You are never straightforward. You know, you know, you know I, I, I got this thing pending, you know, in a few days to go through. You hold on. As soon as you go through, I'll sort you out, you know. What is it? Oh, you know, it's such confidential. I can't really disclose it, you know. But, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know, you know, you know. You know. One, day, one day, Bishop, true story. One day, Bishop asked a lady, what does your husband do? So he does business. What business? He said, you know what? That was the first time. I don't really know, you know. He always goes and comes and says he's doing business. <laughs> that was the first time the, the wife sat up. The, all along, the guy said, business. And they usually have a way of working with the app. Back and forth. He wasn't working. He was lying to the wife. Business, business, business. So Bishop said, what, has business, what business does your husband do? Suddenly. And he seems like women are easily deceived. Why can you leave somebody? Who says he's doing business? And you don't know the business. And you still believe it. Yeah. It's a fake world. The whole world is fake. People don't tell the truth. People are very deceptive. One day, a teacher was teaching his students in class. He said, what is the opposite of boy? Girl. What is the opposite of a man? What is it? What is the opposite of old? You know? Then he asked one, what is the opposite of original? The class was called China. (laughs) 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 The opposite of original is China. Because everything is fake. As you are picking this iPhone, Chai. Hallelujah. We go and buy a car. You can't trust the person. The person is a sign. He's sign. He's lying to you. Fake. Rice. Deception. Rice. Fake rice. Everything is fake. Be exposed. The sin. May you not be deceived. Look, it's very painful to be deceived, though, because it can cost you. May you not be deceived. May God open the eyes of your understanding. Don't be deceived in buying a house. After you buy the house, you were deceived. People don't tell the truth. They are telling all on the house, but they'll print it and give it to you. 
You buy a car. Totally underwater. Then they keep just and you to JJC you come. Oh, this car originally was two thousand. Uh, it was ten thousand dollars. But because it's, uh, they say one or two months, you are selling for five. Hey, I've got a breakthrough. I've got my breakthrough. Uh, Ignoramus, they are selling a ten thousand car dollar to you for two thousand. And you have a testimony. Ignoramus. Why don't you think that why is this guy selling me this? Deception. We bind the spirit of deception. You will not be deceived. I say you will not be deceived. I say you will not be deceived. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Drive away the spirit of deception. So we drive away the spirit of deception. Your children will not deceive you. One time, <laughs> it's a true story. One time, uh, this uh, pastor, you know, pastors, our children, we call them all pastor's kids. One time, one pastor's child was telling the pastor, because the parents were always yelling at, it was a girl, yelling at her, that you are this, you are this, you don't lie, you are this, you are some way. Then the girl, the pastor, the girl, said, look, dad, so he told the father, dad, at least, you know who I am. That's why no. He said that. At least you know who I am. All these other guys, that, all these other kids, I think they are good. If I have to tell you what they are, your parents will be shocked. <laughs> That's what the girl said. He said, at least you know who I am. But all these guys that you are pointing said they are goody goodies. If I have to tell them who they really are, their parents will be shocked. May God deliver us from deceptive children. So he said, Satan is not worth You will not be deceived. I say 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 you will not be deceived. You shall prosper. You shall do well. Stand up to feet and let's close. Continue next week. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Thank you, Holy Spirit. To break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. There is power, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power, oh God. There is power. And I show Satan, be cut down from heaven. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible said, Now strength, come of God. He cut down like lightning, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Every form of addiction is being broken now. Every form of addiction. Every form of addiction. Every form of addiction is being broken now.
as we break every form of addiction, addiction to smoke, addiction to alcohol, addiction to food, addiction to pornography, addiction to sleep, addiction to internet. We break every chain. We break every chain. We break every chain. The spirit of the deceiver. Your children will not be deceived. Your anointed one will be not deceived. Thank you, that yeah. Our eyes shall be open. Whatever has been designed. Listen to me carefully. Whatever is being presented to you as a nice thing, as very lucrative. As very desirable, but behind it is a trap to destroy you. Right now, I destroy that thing. Amen. I destroy that thing. Amen. I destroy that thing. Amen. The one who is coming at you, acting like an angel to help you, but at the back of your mind, want to hurt you and harm you. I break that pair. I destroy Amen. that thing. I destroy it. Amen. I destroy it. Amen. She will not be deceived. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. With every head bowed, just want to give an altar call. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This afternoon, you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible says, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? This afternoon, may you not be deceived. You see, don't be deceived. That you don't need God. And don't be deceived that you are okay. You are not okay. Without God, you are not okay. Without Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you are not okay. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Be, let's be honest. See, and also don't be deceived that, oh, I'm in church, I'm going to church, but you're not really born again. Don't be deceived. It's between you and God. Make sure that you are born again. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ this wonderful Sunday afternoon. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Always a room for you. Always a room for you at the cross. It's very important. Father, we thank you for salvation. Thank you for everyone that is here. Thank you that none will be deceived about their salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. Blessing over this congregation. Thank you that the enemy has been exposed. Your children will go out and be fruitful. They will be productive. Father, thank you that the one who planned to hurt us but came as an angel of light has been exposed. And Lord, May supernatural blessing accompany your children. Amen. Let somebody get promotion this week. Amen. Let somebody get a better job this week. Amen. Let somebody be exempted from a problem this week. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Share the grace. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us 
on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.